Hey, this is Naya Vanterpool, and I proudly serve as a board member with the St. Luke's Youth Center. We go by Slick. We're a nonprofit dedicated to providing critical resources, life enriching experiences, and a safety net of support to families in West Baltimore. The Words From Within podcast is part of the Poetry of Survival fundraising project. We are raising funds to transform the historic St. Luke's Episcopal Church into the Slick Center for Youth Empowerment. For more information on how you can support building community arts and entrepreneurship in West Baltimore, visit our website at wordsfromwithin.net. Stay inspired. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome. What's your beautiful self? Welcome to episode two of Words From Within. It's a poetry podcast all about life. I'm Gail Danley, a slam poet and your grateful host. Thank you very much. I want to tell you how this podcast kind of came about. I am in love with my friend, Amanda Talbot. (laughs) She doesn't know that, but uh, she does now. And we had lunch one day and she talked to me about this wonderful group of people that she was serving on the west side of Baltimore. And remember the group, we talked about them before, Slick St. Luke's Youth Center in West Baltimore. So over lunch, Amanda told me all about these wonderful families and how she wanted to do something to lift the community up, right? And and so we started talking about how can we actually throw a spotlight on these families? So the piece just kind of started evolving and coming together and you know and 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 as I and as I ponder what came out of the work that we did, the poetry that we led these families through. I realize that there is so much value in everybody's story. And I'm going to pound my fist as I say that, right? There is value in everybody's story. That's what Michelle Obama talks about, right? What's your story? Tell your story. You, no, 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 not you telling my story. I'm going to tell my story. And when we allow ourselves to just kind of slow down, Take it easy and really listen and and really allow ourselves to be listened to. Everything opens up. We open up. We, we become better people. When I go next door with a cup of tea and and I hang out with Miss Miriam next door and she talks to me honestly and joyously about her life, I become part of her life. Because I realize, as corny as this sounds, corny time, but I realize that we really are one, y'all. Whether whether we're rolling in the dough over there in Bethesda or whether we're flipping dough, <laughs> which I did for a little while when I delivered pizza for Papa John's one summer. But that's another poem for another place. Or like one of my my friends uh, says, one of my poet friends says, whether you're in West Baltimore or West Hollywood, we all have moments of greatness. And I think every time we remember that, it reminds us how we need to take care of each other. 
So, beautiful. If you're just joining us, that's what this podcast is all about. Four families from St. Luke's, Slick for short, in West Baltimore, taking poetry workshops and through that poetry and through talking with their guest poet, telling their stories of resilience and and making a dollar out of 15 cents. I can't remember which rapper said that, but anyway. That's what this is all about. So in this episode, we're going to spend some time, some more time with Darlene and her grandkids. They work with Gallery. Remember Gallery? Let me, let me paint you a little picture of Gallery. Imagine. She's curly hair, a little bit of salt and pepper. And she's this soft chocolate woman of Indian descent. And she's also a champion of LBGTQ rights. And she's an attorney on the side. She's got it going on, is what I'm saying. And she hung out with her family, with Darlene's family. And they found common ground. That's what happens when we listen to each other, y'all. We find a common place on which to stand. So in this session, we're going to get to it. We're going to get hang in there. They talked about praise. And I'm a Georgia girl. I know all about praise, right? I'm a mother. I got three children. One of them's 11. One is 15. One is 25. (laughs) Tell me about praise. I know what it's like to have a master's degree from Syracuse and to be an international slam champion and to be featured on 60 Minutes to sit down with Morley Safer and to wake up on a hot summer morning and it's not quite enough bread in the pantry. <laughs> Ask me about praise. I know. I know the praise of the sunrise after a night rocking a baby that won't go to sleep, just feeling like they're chewing my breast off. Oh man, I know I know the jubilation of watching my oldest girl uh, step across the stage at St. Mary's College. I know. I know the praise of singing along with the soloist as her notes waft over my mama's casket. I know a thing or two about praise. And you will too. Check out this episode. Welcome back to Words From Within. You worked with Darlene and her grandkids. I want to start off by asking, what does praise mean to you? To me, praise, it's saying that something or someone is important to me. Perhaps someone or something that gives me a lot of inspiration. I think of praise as you know, one way to express gratitude. Did you learn anything about praise from Darlene and her family? Or did you learn anything about them? I did learn something. I, I, you know, I I got um, an added perspective that I hadn't kind of had in mind myself, just listening to Darlene talk about the concept of praise. Just giving honor. It's a passion. It's It's a delight that you share. It doesn't always start off like it might not be a happy thing, but after you mulled it over and gone over it and talked about it, and 
you just feel like an upheaval of cleansing. <laughs> that's what I think. No, that's really beautiful too that you use the word cleansing there. Cleansing what, what else I've experienced, what else yeah. I've gone through, what else my life is. Gratitude. You become thankful for acceptance. That's hard. That's hard. Pretty much it. <laughs> no, and you said it too. When yeah. we're praising, it doesn't change all the other messy no. life we're having and all the issues and the struggles and all of that. But like you say, Darlene, when we take time to praise what we have, praise what we're thankful for, we're, we're kind of looking beyond what else is going on. Yes, yes. And then she added some more nuance to it and said, you know, but I also want to talk about the fact that sometimes we may be praising someone or some, you know, something that we see in the world for certain reasons. And we might need to take a step back and say, well, is that really something that I want to praise? You have to be real careful with praise. Speak on that, darling. Speak on that. You know, um, you take things out of context. I mean, being able to decipher different feelings about you, you praise this person, you praise this person exactly why, or you praise this event exactly why. What does it give to you inside to make you better for the next person? What does it do to elevate you? Not like in money, possessions or things, but in how you feel. How does it develop your character? How did, what are you praising? Why are you praising that one over there? Because he got a big car and all this kind of foolishness going on and he's out on the corner. But this one right here works 40 hours every week. He might come home a little dusty and dirty, but when he clean up, he's magnificent. I mean, you have to be careful what it is that you praise, what it is that you want to pull yourself into. Because whenever you pull yourself into something, you get something. Oh, no doubt. You'll get something out of it, pouring yourself into something. But you really have to be careful of what fountain you want to dip your finger into. And I thought that was really great because I think, especially in conversation with her grandkids, you know, I, it, it, that one thing I thought was, oh, this sounds like the kind of thing that Darlene as grandmother might have conversations about with her own grandkids. It sounded to me like that sort of advice from an elder don't just see things in a too overly simplistic way. Also think about it when you're praising someone inside your head, even check it and make sure that what you're praising or whom you're praising is really worthy of your admiration. And when you are maybe looking at someone else and not thinking much of them, maybe look twice and think again. What are some examples of things you might praise or give praise to? God. God, definitely. We hear the word praise a lot in, in religious texts and talks, right? So we might praise God. What else or who else might we praise in our lives? Family members. As I recall, a young woman named Avery wrote a poem of praise for her grandma the other <laughs> night. Brought us all to tears. In my life, I know the sight of saying how much I'm loved. The smell of my grandma's homemade mac and cheese, which is so creamy and delicious. The sound of music when I dance and the touch of my grandma's hands, just letting me know she's still here. 
What's another example of, of something or someone you might praise? Talent, talented kids. You know, I get mad with myself when I see people that don't have the use of their limbs. You know, they can braid hair with their feet. You know, and I'm all I'm complaining and whining and crying about this or whatever, and I'm just like, girl, please shut up. Have several feet. <laughs> You took a moment to share Angelo's poem with the group. I wanted to share a poem with you all. What's really great about this poem is we have audio of the poet reading it himself. And the poet's name is Angelo Jeter. And this poem was just written and published this year in June. So it's not that old a poem. It's pretty recent. This is Angelo Jeter reading the poem entitled Praise. Today I will praise. I will praise the sun for showering its light on this darkened vessel. I will praise its shine. Praise the way it wraps my skin in ultraviolet ultimatums demanding to be seen. I will lift my hands in adoration of how something so bright could be so heavy. I will praise the ground that did not make feast of these bones. Praise the casket that did not become a shelter for flesh. Praise the bullets that called in sick to work. Praise the trigger that went on vacation. Praise the chalk that did not outline a body today. Praise the body for still being a body and not a headstone. Praise the body for being a body and not a police report. Praise the body for being a body and not a memory no one wants to forget. Praise the memories. Praise the laughs and smiles you thought had been evicted from your jawline. Praise the eyes for seeing and still believing for being blinded from faith but never losing their vision. Praise the visions. Praise the prophets who don't profit off of those visions. Praise the hearts for housing this living room of emotions. Praise the trophy that is my name. Praise the gift that is my name. Praise the name that is my name, which no one can plagiarize or gentrify. Praise the praise. How the throat sounds like a choir. The harmony in your tongue lifts into a song of adoration. Praise yourself for being able to praise, for waking up, you had every reason not to. Any first impressions of that poem or what he said about why he wrote it? I mean, my skin in ultraviolet ultimatum for showering its light on this dark, darkened vessel, I immediately thought about my body that did not become a shelter for flesh, praise the casket. Yeah, the bullets they called in sick to work, that's hot. You know, yeah. that's good. <laughs> Praising stuff when things are as hard as they are. Like you said, if you don't fall down, you don't appreciate getting up. The resilience, I might get upset because everybody don't love like I might love, but the fact that I can do it and keep that thing going, that's good for me. That 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 doesn't good for me. Eventually they'll come, come around, but I don't have to wait for them. I can keep this thing moving. I picked that particular poem because as much as, you know, there's plenty of poetry out there about gratitude and about praising things, whether or not it uses that word, 
I really liked the sort of litany that he creates in that. Almost sounded prayerful to me, spiritual. And he really does something in that poem too, where we hear some of the more sort of mundane things. And then he talks, you know, he takes it to a whole other level and talks about praising things like not being followed by a police officer, not, you know, not being gunned down, like these terrible, tragic things, praising the absence of those things in his own life. And then, you know, of course, they wrote praise poems themselves while they were with you. Her grandson, Amari, wrote, and I'll just read it to call it back to mind. It's so poignant. I praise that my mother, my my grandmother, grandmother, and and anyone anyone else put put food on the table for me. I praise the roof over my head every night I go to sleep. I praise the bed I feel comfortable in when I sleep. I praise the clothes on my back. I praise my family for loving me so much. How old are you, Amari? Thirteen. Thirteen? Yes. You got the mind of a man, sir. You're still growing and you're still a kid. But that is that perspective you just gave us, that's the kind of perspective a lot of grown-ups don't even have. So I thank you for that. I thank you for sharing that. And it hit me like it is amazing to hear that deep level of, of gratitude from such a young person. I praise my family for making things happen. I praise myself for being me. Mm. I praise the Lord for life. I praise my best friends for being there when I need them. And I praise my mother for being my role model and being so hardworking. Yes, Lord. Yes, it. Sometimes the things the kids come out with in poetry workshops stops me in my tracks. It really does. And sometimes I, I have a hard time not thinking Okay, put yourself back at that age, when you were that age. Would you have written that? Is that where your mind would have gone? I think that there's so much wisdom. And then on top of all of that, share it with his grandmother and a stranger. It made me feel like I was lucky to get to be one of the people who got to experience that and hear that. Gowry, you also talked about praising the little things, you know, the little moments of life that we often overlook. Is that something that you try to do? I'm going to be real honest now and admit the difference between my aspirational self and my actual self. I would love to be one of those people who just shines light in the world all the time because I see people like that in the world. I'm not one of those people. I'm one of those people who sometimes walks around with that look on my face, like there's something terrible happening, but really it's just my facial expression. I have to say that the older I get, I just don't quite spend as much time thinking about all of the little things that bother me. But I'm also trying to spend more time being grateful for all the little things. I mean, I think little things in a life add up to big things. Small moments are what a whole relationship is made of. It's made of small moments, right? When the lady at the nail shop sticks my feet in that soapy water and rubs my legs, oh yes. When I forgot the onion soup mix, 
of my girls come in with that lifting box in their hand. Oh yes. When I think I have to go fix dinner and my kids say, I'm ordering what you want. <laughs> oh yes. When crazy people come to my front door and my children are there to knock that down. <laughs> you got your, your security team, right? The kids. <laughs> And certainly this year with the pandemic and with all of the uncertainty, you know, in the early days of the pandemic, I was really scared. I was scared about a lot of things. You know, I was scared about my parents' health. I was scared about my own health. I was scared about my my and my partner's financial situation and employment situation, just seeing what was going on. At one point, my partner and I were having a really terrible time with our living situation, our, our rental. And even in that period of time where things were getting pretty scary and we were just trying to figure out what we were going to do, even during that time, I still found myself saying, yes, no, this is terrible and it's really stressful and, and it's just causing more anxiety and we're trying to figure out all these things. But I'm also just grateful for X, Y, and Z. I mean, am I allowed to say praise a, a Netflix subscription that has helped me get through this pandemic and feel like it's okay if I can't go out and actually do anything in the world that sounds like fun? You know, I mean, I know when we think of the word praise, we do often think of these very high mind and lofty right, things. Right. But, you know, I would like to praise my favorite pair of leggings. <laughs> Ooh, I, I would like to praise Taco Bell. <laughs> and at the end of the session, you asked, what does it feel like to write these things down and speak them out loud? Can I ask, what does it feel like to just write those lines down and say them out loud? What does it feel like to sort of engage in this action of saying, hey, I praise some stuff? I feel like I get get out of my comfort zone because I don't really like like speaking out loud when I, uh, when I read stuff. And I feel like that makes, makes me feel like comfortable because... I'm doing it more now. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and sharing with us like that. I really appreciate that. My kids, they have a tendency to believe that I just open my mouth and stuff all out. So um, I don't know. I guess it depends on what the situation is, how sensitive I might be to it, if I just go ahead and say stuff. So I don't really have no problem, especially 64 years old. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it. So get ready. (laughs) There was some, you know, there's lots of differences, right, between you and that family. And, you know, you come from doctors and you come from a grandma who you know, have the wherewithal to travel the world. And that's not their story, right? That's not their their experience. And it, it might never be their experience. So how were you able to find the sweet spot between your life and their life and all of the inherent differences that existed between all of you? As much as I don't, I couldn't possibly know what it's like to to grow up as Amari and Avery and Omar or to know what it's like to live as Darlene in the world. I felt that by 
the very fact that they were inviting me in like this and, and open to having this experience together and the fact that they were inviting themselves into, okay, we're going to write some poetry. We're maybe going to share it with this person, you know, that to me just brought for me anyway, that sort of moment and experience of human connection around something maybe outside of what our day-to-day experiences are. What surprised you about that experience with the family? The big surprise to me was how open and willing every single one of them was to talk and share what they had just written in the moment. Yeah, I was just surprised by how welcoming everyone was. Why was that surprising? Because I think doing a poetry workshop can be hard if you're not someone who, you know, kind of sought out this poetry workshop to take. But I think especially doing something in such a small group where that small group is your family. I mean, I take poetry workshops all the time. I love them. Have I ever taken one that is just me and some of my family and then we're going to write and read in front of each other and maybe some of what we're writing and reading about is each other? Goodness, no, I've never done that. That was surprising to me because I feel like that takes a lot of bravery and, and, you know, being willing to like put some of our walls down. We all have our walls, like put some of them down. Gallery. Yes, Gail. Thank you. Thank you. It was awesome. Thank you very much. This was a good journey for us to have taken together. So I'm pleased about that. Share your poetry with each other. Share it with other people or don't share with anyone, but know that you can share it with yourself. And you can use it to to look inside and to just process the things that we go through. In times of chaos. Motivate. Yeah. Build. Build. And Darlene, thank you for who you are in your community and who you are at at Slick. And it was my joy. It was my joy to do this, be a part of this. And like I said, we gonna keep this thing moving. That's right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Darlene Clark, Youth Engagement Coordinator for Slick. St. Luke's Youth Center, building our youth, our families, and our community. You believe in what we're doing, and this is our community. So why not become a supporter? With your donations and faith, we can stand strong. We're grateful for your gift of love. Thank you. For more information on how you can support building community arts and entrepreneurship in West Baltimore, visit our website at wordsfromwithin.net. Words From Within was conceived by Gail Danley and Amanda Talbot and hosted by Gail Danley. Senior producer is Walker Vreeland. Social media marketing by Miranda Wilson. Project liaison is Darlene Clark. This episode featured guest poet Gowri Konaswaran with Darlene Clark, Omar Clark, Amari Clark, and Avery Clark. Music by Blue Dot Sessions. For more information and to make a donation, go to wordsfromwithin.net. <laughs>